G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. A recent survey found that 14% of Americans could name the Ten Commandments. By comparison, a quarter of Americans can name the seven ingredients in a Big Mac. Now what's with that? We tend to remember those things that are important to us, those things that we hear repeatedly. Pastor Greg Laurie highlights the importance of spending time with the Ten Commandments. It's from these commandments given to us in the pages of Scripture that we know right from wrong. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. What time is it? No, really, what's the exact time right now? Now, how do we know what the exact time is? Maybe your clock is a few seconds different from mine. The de facto standard is the International Atomic Time, a weighted average of time kept by over 400 atomic clocks in 50 laboratories worldwide. That's the source that's trustworthy. But when it comes to right and wrong, Pastor Greg Laurie says the trustworthy standard is God's Word. We're going to consult that standard today on A New Beginning. A lot of us like top 10 lists, right? Like uh, the top movies or the top songs. I, I was looking uh, online just wondering what the top 10 songs of all time were according to different people. A lot of difference of opinion on this topic, of course. But according to Rolling Stone magazine, these are the top 10 songs of all time. I don't really even agree with the list, but it's interesting. Number 10, Ray Charles Wood, I'd say. Number nine, Nirvana smells like teen spirit. Number eight, The Beatles, Hey Jude. Number seven, Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry. Number six, Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. Number five, Aretha Franklin, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, right, respect. Number four, What's Going On? John Lennon at number three with Imagine. And The Rolling Stones, number two with Satisfaction. And the number one song, of all time, according to Rolling Stone magazine, is Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> no, that, that's actually on the worst songs of all time list. I, now, according to Rolling Stone magazine, the number one song is Like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan. Good song. I don't think it's the greatest song of all time, but a good one. But other lists have Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen and Hotel California by the Eagles on the top 10 list as well. But then there's a list of the top 10 worst songs, according to Blender Magazine. On the list is We Built the City by Starship. Ever heard that song? It deserves to be in this list. Uh, Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus is on this list. 
Now, I don't know why this one made it on the worst. I mean, I don't love it, but I don't think it's one of the worst songs. The Heart of Rock and Roll by Huey Lewis and the News. They say it's one of the worst. Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. I agree that I don't like that song. Ebony and Ivory is thought of as one of the worst songs ever done by Paul McCartney and uh, Stevie Wonder. And also, surprisingly, guess what song made it on the worst songs of all time list? It's a Small World from Disneyland. I mean, I liked it the first time I heard it. But after you've heard it so many times, it, it gets on your nerves. <laughs> and Macarena is on the list as well. So there you go. Okay, so God is a top 10 list. This is not reached by consensus. Nobody gets to vote on this. It doesn't change. Written by the finger of God in tablets of stone, his top 10 list is known as the 10 Commandments, barely 300 words long in English. The 10 Commandments form the foundation of our legal system and the foundation of Western civilization. You know, it's been said that humans have written 32,647,389 laws and they still haven't improved on the 10 Commandments. Abraham Lincoln said of the Ten Commandments, quote, but for the Ten Commandments, we wouldn't know right from wrong, end quote, very true. A Theodore Roosevelt put it this way, quote, no man is a good citizen unless he acts so as to show he actually uses the Ten Commandments, end quote. Now we agree that they're important, so let me take a quick poll. How many of you know the Ten Commandments by heart? Raise your hand. Not so many. Now why is that? We know they're valuable. We know they're sent from heaven. Why haven't we taken the time to memorize them? A recent survey found that 14% of Americans, only 14% of Americans, could name the 10 commandments. By comparison, a quarter of Americans can name the seven ingredients in a Big Mac. <laughs> now what's with that? Here's another interesting stat. Nearly one out of four can name all three stooges and one in three can name all six kids from the Brady Bunch. <laughs> Is there anyone here who can name all six kids from the Brady Bunch? That's amazing to me. So basically what we're saying is, I know that the Big Mac has two all beef patties, but I don't know that thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not steal. What's going on here? You say, well, Greg, it's hard to memorize those things. Well, how about starting with just the first four commandments? Well, I don't know if I can memorize that. Okay. Oh, tell me the names of the Beatles. John Paul, George Ringo, why do you ask? Well, you can memorize stuff like that. You can't memorize these commandments. Actually, you can and we should. Why? It's from these commandments given to us in the pages of Scripture that we know right from wrong. They're the grid that we live by. They're the basis of all morality. Listen, the Ten Commandments are not obsolete they are absolute. Let me repeat that. They're not obsolete, they're absolute. But not everybody agrees with that. A contest was launched by some atheists to rewrite the Ten Commandments for today. They called them the Non-Commandments. The contest drew 2,800 submissions and it was decided by 13 judges. And there was not a single thou shalt not among them. 
In fact, commenting on this, there was an article on the CNN website. It said, quote, if they lack faith in the divine, the atheist non-commandments display a robust faith in mankind as if Silicon Valley had replaced Sinai, end quote. And so here's some of the choices by atheists for their so-called non-commandments. Number one, be open-minded and be willing to alter your beliefs with new evidence. Number two, God is not necessary to be a good person or to live a full and meaningful life. Three, there is no one right way to live. Four, every person has the right to control their own body. Five, leave the world a better place than when you found it. <laughs> Interesting. As Kevin DeYoung points out in his book on the Ten Commandments, how can you leave the planet a better place than you found it and exercise control over your body if there is really no one right way to live? These are a reaction. They're a counterpoint to the truth of the Ten Commandments. You have to start somewhere. We can't say, well, we'll reach it by consensus. In fact, the people that put this together said that they wanted to keep this open-ended because they believe, quote, in the wisdom of the crowds, end quote, who can go online to weed this out. The wisdom of the crowds. Online? Are you kidding me? Are you on Twitter? I'm looking for the wisdom of the crowds out there. Here's an example on how the crowd can get it wrong. The British government wanted to name a brand new $287 million polar research vessel. So they opened it up to the wisdom of the crowd, so to speak, online. And they suggested names for this new craft, like Shackleton, named after the famous explorer, or perhaps Endeavor or Falcon. But everyone got together, and the people's runaway choice from the internet for this $287 million polar research vessel. Are you ready for it? Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Bodie McBoatface. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. So the folks overruled him and gave it another name altogether. So this just reminds us that we don't arrive at truth by voting on it. God has given us this truth from his own hand, written by his own finger. In fact, the man Solomon, the king of Israel, the son of David, uh, went on a binge, sinning against the Lord, breaking every commandment left and right. And he lived a miserable, empty life. He chased after sexual pleasure, chased after drunkenness, material possessions, everything one could want, he experienced. And here's his conclusion at the end of the book of Ecclesiastes. He said, here's the end of the matter, after all has been heard, fear God and keep his commandments, for that is the whole of man. That is to say that if a man or a woman keeps God's commandments, they are a whole man or a whole woman. Solomon is saying if you violate these things, your life will be out of balance. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Thanks for joining us today. Pastor Greg is from Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. We're considering the Ten Commandments today. It's from Exodus chapter 20. Pastor Greg's message today is called Ten, Part One, No Other Gods. Let's continue. Okay, so let's look now at these commandments together. Found here in Exodus chapter 20. Let's pick up where we last left off. Moses 
has led the Israelites out of the bondage of Egypt. They're in the wilderness. The Lord is feeding them with supernatural bread from heaven called manna. He's guiding them by his supernatural GPS system of a fire by night and a cloud by day. The people are thirsty, so Moses is directed by God to strike the rock with his staff and water comes out. Now the Lord summons Moses to Mount Sinai. And he says, I want you to go there and I'm gonna speak to you. So Moses goes alone to this mountain to meet with God and there the Lord gives to Moses these 10 commandments from heaven. Exodus 20 starting in verse two. Commandment number one. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. That's commandment number one. Commandment number two, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that's in heaven above or earth beneath or in the water under the earth, nor shall you bow down and serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children of the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. So, Commandment number three, no carved image that you bowed down before. Commandment number three, Exodus 20, verse seven. Don't take the name of the Lord in vain. Commandment number four, verses eight to nine. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Commandment number five, verse 12. Honor your father and mother. A commandment number six, you shall not murder. Commandment number seven, verse 14, you shall not commit adultery. Commandment number eight, you shall not steal, verse 15. Commandment number nine, verse 16, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. In other words, you shall not lie. And finally, commandment number 10, verse 17, you shall not covet your neighbor's house or his wife or his male servant or female servant nor his ox or his donkey nor anything that is your neighbors. There it is, the Ten Commandments. They're there to protect you. Uh, years ago, uh, I went into my backyard. This is when I had my German shepherd. And he was staring intently at something in the grass. And I leaned down and saw a brightly colored little bird just shaking away, terrified, knowing he was going to become an hors d'oeuvre for my dog. And it looked like somebody's pet bird. And so I, I, I stooped down and I put out my index finger, and sure enough, this little bird hopped right in my finger. So I walk into the house, and Kathy's making something in the kitchen, cooking something up. I said, Kathy, look what I just found. So we took the bird, we threw it in the pan, we cooked it, and... <laughs> no, we didn't do that. So I said, I wonder who this belongs to. And my son, Jonathan, who was a little guy at that point, said, hey, there's a neighbor down the street that their bird just died. They still love the cage. They said, go get it, hurry. So he came back with the cage. We set it on the counter. I opened up the door of the cage and the bird flew from my finger into the cage, jumped on the perch and was going back and forth and chirping away. That bird was happy to be in that cage. Why? Because the bird did not see the cage as a prison keeping him in. He saw it as a barrier protection keeping my dog out. <laughs> That's what the Ten Commandments are. They're there for your protection. You know what, as I, I was a kid, I remember going to Disneyland and going on the Autopia ride. Remember that? It's still there. Drive the little cars. And when you're a little kid, that's very exciting. 
but you have these barriers around you. You really can't go very far even if you hang a hard right or left. You're gonna pretty much stay in the lane they put you in. That's what the Ten Commandments are. They're guardrails in life. But ultimately, as we develop our relationship with God, they come naturally. As the Bible says, they're written on the fleshly tablets of our heart, so they're internalized, but they do give us absolutes to live by. They're like traffic laws. Now, maybe you don't always like traffic laws, but they're there for a reason, to keep you alive. By the way, somebody came up with some commandments for drivers, and I thought they were pretty valid. Here's one, thou shall not go slow in the fast lane. That's good. Prius drivers, are you listening? <laughs> Prius drivers, why? Maybe it's because the tires on a Prius are the size of a, a little donut. They're so little, I don't know. <laughs> Here's another one. Thou shall not text while driving. That's a good one. And thou shall not text while waiting for the light to change. That's another. <laughs> Here's another. Thou shall not go 30 miles over the speed limit. Thou art not a driver in the Indy 500. Thou art a dangerous idiot. I like that. That's, because there are people that drive like that. Here's another. Thou shall not tailgate. Thou shall not pull in front of me and slow us down. Why do people do that? You're cruising along and they come up, get right in front of you and slow down. Like, excuse me, you had all these other lanes. So then I tailgate them. See that now? It's payback. No, I don't. Traffic laws are there to protect us. Now here's an interesting thing. The order of the Ten Commandments is very important. If we were to rearrange them, I think some might say some are more important than others. A recent article I read pointed out that in general people believe that certain commandments are still really valid, like thou shalt not murder, uh, thou shalt not steal, Thou shalt not commit adultery. Everyone agrees those are bad things. But people are fudging a bit, if you will, on other commandments like, well, less people thought it was that big of a deal to take the Lord's name in vain. And a very small percentage of people felt it was really that big of a thing to have another God before him. However, when the Lord puts the commandments together at the top of the list is, you shall have no other gods before him. For the Lord, this is a number one offense. Jesus summed it up this way. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And then he said there are no other commandments greater than these. See, if you love God with all of your heart, soul, and mind, and you love your neighbor as yourself, the rest of the commandments will come naturally. Some good insight from Pastor Greg Laurie on the first of the Ten Commandments today, the one that sets the stage for all the others. Now, Monday, we'll have some more insight based on God's top ten, the Ten Commandments. I hope you can join us. In the meantime, you might like to read Exodus chapter 20, where they come from, over the weekend. We'll see you Monday. For a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called 10 Part 1. 
no other gods. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.